Hello, I'm Katie Manning and you're very lucky because you're listening to Gallifrey Public Radio. Enjoy! Gallifrey Public Radio, a weekly podcast dedicated to positive enjoyment of Doctor Who. We travel through classic and new episodes, explore the extended universe, and play a few games from time to time. We do discuss news, content that has been officially released, and the occasional interesting rumor, but we'll warn you before anything considered spoilers comes up. Welcome to episode 458 of Gallifrey Public Radio, where there's something to be said for professional courtesy. Come to meetings prepared, reply to emails in a timely manner, and don't leave the building on fire when the next shift comes in. I'm Julie. And I'm Kier. I'm Haley. And I'm Jay. This week, we're looking at the state of the Doctor Who universe as we know it, as Chris Chibnall's era as showrunner concludes. And the familiar name of Russell T. Davies comes in as the executive producer and chief story editor. Let's just start by saying that this is not going to be some sort of Reservoir Dogs attack on Mr. Chibnall or anything he's done in his three-season tenure. There are plenty of other podcasts, some of ours included, that discuss the series, the arcs, and the individual stories to great detail. We're framing this as a conversation about the state of the ongoing story at this exact moment in time, because Series 13 saw massive upheaval in the in-show universe, and it'd be a a full episode of ours just to list all those loose threads that are still trailing on the floor. Some of those things could see some resolution in the upcoming spring special, Legend of the Sea Devils, or even in the BBC Centennial special that we'll see in the autumn months. It's unlikely that they'll get wrapped up neatly, though, partially because of the sheer number of them, but also because we we wouldn't expect a lot of plot steering in what are encapsulated special episodes. So this conversation's really just going to be about the the major continuity points post-flux that the fandom is staring directly at with both curiosity <laughs> and worry, and what could or should get handed to, to RTD to incorporate into his next chapter of the sci-fi saga. Let's note that some of these might be handled in the spring or autumn specials, as Haley mentioned. We don't really know. That said... What about this big issue? Will the universe stay obliterated with the Earth at its center? I mean, I, I think the, the Earth has always kind of been the center of the, the universe in Doctor Who. <laughs> Literally now figuratively before. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I don't see that really changing too much. Um, you know, it, it can very easily be something that's just like, oh, yeah, nope, that's the case now. Moving on. And it's never referenced again. And nobody would ever notice the difference. <laughs> Maybe that tiny aspect of it, the the Earth centric view of of the way everything you know converges here and happens here, but the sheer amount of destruction, particularly Gallifrey being gone, is kind of a big deal uh, and a big blow to canon and sort of hobbling what you'd be handing the next writer. You know, um, I, I will say this is the second time they've destroyed Gallifrey since the revival, so those things can be undone. <laughs> True. Yeah, but will they do it in the next couple of episodes before handing it to RTD? Well, I mean, when, <laughs> yeah. when, 
when RTD revived the show, like his his idea was that Gallifrey was destroyed. He didn't want that, uh, you know, that that weight of lore holding him back. So he this is what he wanted in the first place. Anyway, it was Moffat that brought Gallifrey back to the fore. So maybe he doesn't want Gallifrey coming back. What you're saying is maybe he's been involved for longer than we know, and this is the plan all along. <laughs> he was on Chibnall's shoulder. Go ahead, destroy Gallifrey. It's fun. Do it. Do it. Do I dare it. you. And do he's it. like, the fans love when you do it. And then he did, and now he, <laughs> RTD's got his fingers steepled like, ah, ah, ah. But there's so much more. All of the... I don't know. I, I don't remember whether or not they talked about the percentage or the uh, or the, the the sheer volume of the of the known universe that was broken down. But there's also things like the barrier between universes. You know where division was and where Tecteun was trying to get to um, by thinning the barriers there. Basically, eat up one universe to give you the power to move into the next and you know lather, rinse, repeat. But while a certain part of my brain tells me, oh, that's kind of cool, because then you could get the Metacrisis Doctor mm-hmm. back, or you could get Rose back in the other universe, or maybe we get to find the universe where the But I don't I don't I don't think you'd want to saddle the next shore runner with that unless he had known about it all along. And I don't know how long this plan to bring Russell back yeah. to the chair really goes. I feel like a lot of this stuff needs to be wrapped up to the point where it's like, okay, it's not an immediate thing. We can pull it forward if we need to, but you know, that the barrier between universes is solid for now. There's a way through should we need to get through in the future, or if, you know, we want to write a story of somebody else coming through, but it's solid for now. We can move away from it. And if it never gets referenced again, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So like these things need to be, resolved to a certain extent before before it all wraps up. I'm not so worried about the alternate universe. I feel like that's always an option for storytelling, but I do feel like the diminishment or if there's a better grammar word for that, <laughs> the the making of the entire universe that we technically have told all of our stories in so far that much smaller and losing some of those other touch points you've lost in a couple of different species that we know about. So Mm -hmm. I go always back to sort of that improv training of saying, if this, then what else? But you've just limited that by a lot instead of expanding it for another reason. So that's why the universe and alternate universes doesn't bother me so much because that gives you something to tell stories with, but crumbling a good chunk of it and not either re-extending or figuring out a way to loop that back around that brings your box of play toys a lot smaller right i i kind of think that we're not done with the flux story and you know things that are done can be undone in fiction Mm -hmm. and so at some point we're going to hit the reflux button and herk there's universe again (laughs) herk it back all out it's gonna be so acidic um the uh, my hope I don't know whether or not it's going to be executed well. Uh, the the Legend of the Sea Devils, the spring special we're going to get, is going to be you know just kind of a fun story. It feels like it's going to be a historical romp and and that kind of thing. It's, it's really maybe a little bit on the lighter side. I have a feeling that that's going to address some of the more emotional beats that really need to get hit because of especially what New Year's Day uh, teed us up for. And then the meat and potatoes of what we have in the autumn special is going to be somehow rectifying the 
the the shattered universe bit so that and, and this is just you know something in the back of my head saying you know big orchestral swell the doctor has to nearly sacrifice herself in order to bring everything back to the way it was and book regeneration mm-hmm. you know basically has to throw herself in front of the oncoming train um but that being said, um, in the in the process of these next two specials to come, and you know, maybe two hours of programming, maybe we will probably get a little bit more about division and all of its meddlings it had done. You know whether that means you know, fugitive doctor, timeless child, figuring out what the home universe was. Maybe that's the one Tectoon was trying to get to. I don't know. But do you think any of that should, can or should carry over to Series 14? Or should that be closed up as well with the sort of the restoration of the universe, if that's really in the cards? I I don't think as a storyteller, you ever want to completely close off any avenue of future storytelling. Mm. True. But how much of it should remain? I think that depends on where RTD sees the rest of all of this going and if he wants to be beholden to wrapping the rest of that if there is anything left with it or if he's like ah clean slate new doctor new stories let's go on some different adventures which we see in classic who a lot where it's just it's not completely slamming and locking the door but it's let's gently close that one and just step through and continue forward with some new stories well, that's that's kind of what I was referring to when I said that you know it, it all kind of needs to be wrapped up. Is not not a return to the status quo, but definitely a you know the 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 important plot points are kind of tucked away and can be pulled out if need be in the future. But you know, you you definitely don't want to be like, oh hey, here's this big cliffhanger. <laughs> Figure out how to finish it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of think we get some sort of resolution or fleshed out storytelling of the timeless child and the fugitive doctor and then the home universe is like this big mystery that just now exists in the universe that we may or may Mm -hmm. not see explored again something that could be pursued but doesn't necessarily have to be for quite some time um the 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 idea of the division this idea of sort of a celestial intervention agency that has gone awry is a cool thing to play with you know that could be something that that Russell looks at and says, ah, you know what, I could tinker with that and sort of a, you know, go back and unmetal all the things that they had meddled with along the way or 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 whatever. He's already promised that this is not going to be the same sort of format. Doctor Who is what he had uh, at first run. This is going to be scarier. This is going to be more intense. It is not going to pull back from statements about you know, social justice and all the things the doctor by very persona stands for. I mean, that's that is dyed in the wool. And if you don't see it, then you're probably not listening to the right podcast right now. But <laughs> I, I just think that the the idea of having the uh, I guess the 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 timeless child arc itself, that the awareness, I have a sinking suspicion it's going to be something where that gets locked away from memory again at least temporarily so that it doesn't become one of those things where how can you possibly go on adventures and do other things when you have knowledge of all of these lies and secrets and things that have been held from you and you have the actual power and ability to chase it down why would you not do that Mm -hmm. i just i see some sort of a, a mechanism that's going to close that off so that it can't be actively pursued on a regular basis. 
didn't we do that a little bit by shoving the watch down the TARDIS hole? Yes, that uh, that took the answer away. But you still have the doctor capable of chasing down answers via other avenues or trying to, to right wrongs that she sees now. Mm. I mean, maybe that's part of the restoration of the universe is sacrificing that. True. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. So in the face-off on Atropos, time warned the doctor of their master, implying we may see Sacha Dewan one more time. Odds are good. But will RTD leverage that acting talent or once again regenerate the character into something new? I know what I hope would happen. We'll lead with that. Yeah, well, (laughs) I'm literally about to do that right now. Do it. Uh, Yeah, I, I would hope that he is brought in for one or both of the next two and then carries into the next series. I just think that would be so much fun to see him play against some other people. And I'm hoping that some of our, potentially some of our companions would also carry through so that there would be a little bit of continuity, which I think helps this show when they do that. Have we ever had a master span doctors? Classically. Yeah, classically. And then recurrence of masters, you know, we get the sim master back to be able to play his regeneration for a little while. We've not, at least in New Who, we have not had a change in showrunner that wasn't a complete shift in cast, in crew. The only only notable differences are River Song showing up in, uh, in the 11th Doctor's era after appearing in the 10th doctor and then uh, Billy Piper coming in as a different role for the 50th special. Mm. But other than that, it is basically just new showrunner comes in. Everything is different. So I always appreciate when the companion stays on through regenerations, just to kind of have that continuity. Mm-hmm. So having something uh, to kind of push forward into the new showrunners era would really kind of stand out and really differentiate this as this is a new thing that we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like older shows that used to say one character would die and the rest of things can shift and change and life goes on because that's life. Mm-hmm. But you still get a little bit of something that keeps you coming back. But we've also had the discussion before about introducing new viewers and what are good spots for that. And the introduction of a new showrunner has pretty much always been one of those because it kind of resets the series at start. <laughs> This one's going to need something to have people be like, oh, should I go watch that stuff before? Yeah, we we have to acknowledge the fact that this show is going to be limping into its 14th series. It's unfortunate and it's, you know, it's not something that any of us wanted to see happen by any means. Um, and we, we tried to bolster up what we had in this era as best we could and be able to appreciate the things that we could, the performances, the some of the guest writers that were allowed to come in and do some writing from time to time. Um, but it's hurting and the numbers do prove you know that it, it has taken a lot of licks, and 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 a lot of eyes are going to be on Russell to try and come in and really blow the doors wide open. So, is the is the the comfort of having the a, a master character? You know, especially if if something happens in the um, in the sixty, I would imagine it'd probably be if we see Sacha again one more time, it's probably going to be in the 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 centennial uh, autumn special um, that. That is enough to say, 
Oh, well, he's got he he was so integrated in this thing, and he was such a such the 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 puppet master through all of this thing. He's got to actually have a little bit of carryover. Maybe he's the impetus for what gets us, you know, into the next year to be resolved post post Doctor's regeneration. But that's really kind of a complex script, and again, puts a lot of pressure on a viewer who, frankly, walked away somewhere between series eleven and series thirteen. Yeah, especially in 13, because so many people were saying, I don't know what's going on anymore. I think you can still reintroduce a character like the master. Sure. Even if they've just been seen in a previous episode, there's still a nice way to do that Mm -hmm. with little hints that say, this isn't my first time here. We've met before and I'm still going to be involved in this. Mm hmm. The, the the simple fact that RTD is coming back to the show is huge news in and of itself. You have people who who walked away when Capaldi took the role who are now like it's like, oh, well, we're we're going back to the days of RTD. OK, I'm I'm interested again. And they're they're going to be coming back to test the waters and see how things are. So having something that kind of ties into what they missed it, RTD being the showrunner is enough to get them back into the show. Now you need to give them hooks to be like, okay, go back and watch the stuff you missed. It may not be you know, everything that you, you hoped it would be, but give them something to go back and, and find some of those stories. And, but then the, I think the, the trailing question on that is, do you do that right out of the gate? Or do you start, you hand them their first couple of courses are just, this is just fan fun. Yeah, pure yeah. fun first, and then let's right. throw the heavy. Yeah, yeah. Let, let them gnaw on the, the worm and then set the hook. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that gives you a really neat throwback so that people can flip back in notes and be like, well, when's the last time we saw that? Oh, that's right. That's a cool thing instead right. of it just being boom, boom in your face too much. Because he, if he did something like that, if he did throw references in there that encouraged people to go back and and fill in the gaps he wouldn't be doing it because he needed to by any means he yeah, absolutely yeah. has no requirements to do that um he would only be doing it simply because for, you know for the, for the love of the content so yeah. i don't know well remember it's going to be better for those people who binge those six episodes that just happened mm, true if they have the extra time <laughs> <laughs> So ha- having only the, the, the smallest of appearances from the Stuart bloodline in three seasons is plenty painful enough. Do we think we're going to see full and proper reestablishment of unit going into series 14? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a question. We I- best. Yeah. I mean, that's I think threat. I'm throwing that out there mm. to RTD, who I'm sure is listening to this cast right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Make he, sure. He's listening live. He's in somebody's basement. Um. <laughs> oh, hey. How you doing? Uh, I think we see Kate Stewart herself like reestablishing unit more under her umbrella than that of whatever bureaucrats had input before. Yeah, I I think that it would be a great thing to to kind of show her rebuilding unit more as a uh a kind of um intelligence agency and less of a military force and kind mm-hmm. of like. You know, you get to to rebrand it and reinvent it as whatever you want. And I feel like steering away from the ties to to military uh, presence mm-hmm. could probably do a lot more for the show story wise. Like, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Having the brigadier in there, especially with the the third and fourth doctors, was fantastic and really kind of helped to to drive things to that point. But the show's evolved a long way since then. 
Oh, Unit becomes the next incarnation of Torchwood. I think so. I think it's a smaller, leaner unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think it's got to be more, espe- well, all right. It has to be more space focused because it will need to encompass the fact that everybody just saw a lot more stuff go on. Mm-hmm. And maybe that allows with the earth being a little bit smaller and everybody, I mean, it's still the center of everything, but maybe you get to see a little bit more interaction with aliens present or things like that where it becomes a little bit more forward thinking instead of just we're humans and sometimes we see a ship crash land and we forget about it two minutes later and one (laughs) of the things we could see is that earth becomes the destination of the universe's refugees whose planets were destroyed while they were elsewhere on a spaceship and now they need somewhere to go earth's one of the last places you can go maybe units involved in that relationship that pushes us into a very, very different sci-fi program. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that steers – that's a very interesting concept, and I would love to see that. But I don't think that fits into the framework of, of what this show is. I don't think there's a lot. I just think it's like, oh, every once in a while, Kate has to rehome like another new Zygon or something. <laughs> that I like. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. She's, she's basically, she's a men in black. It's sort of a combination uh, yeah. of MIB and Torchwood. Yeah. I would I'd accept. W- <laughs> I would I'd watch, watch that. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Idris Elba as Agent I. <laughs> I love it. On New Year's Day, the Daleks showed us how upset they were at getting nearly obliterated, which kind of happens to them a lot. Mm-hmm. But are the Cybermen and Centaurans just as vengeful? I've been wondering a lot about what Russell would do with returning villains you know how deep into the well he would go would he want to use ones that have been so recently put on display or would he like to do some other deep pulls i i don't i don't know i mean he led with rose with the autons mm-hmm. i mean that's uh, so he 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 was going to the stuff that he loved as a kid that scared the crap out of him and sent him behind the furniture so I think there will be certain things that you that should be left out now because they've mm-hmm. been overused a bit. If we see angels again, that would cheapen what just happened with them. Yeah. And a few others, but I think there's still a lot of classic and there are opportunities to invent some new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I would be more I, interested in seeing the Santarans come back than the Cybermen because I feel like we've gotten a lot of Cybermen in the run of really? Modern Who. I'm actually the opposite. I think the, I think the Cybermen have been made more formidable now uh, since uh, Villa Diodati and the Lone Cybermen and those things, and the idea of them getting a hold of technology that they really shouldn't have, and the Cybermasters and that whole shtick that yeah, but didn't it's get just, to that's a lot of Cybermen in a short period of time that you're talking about how great yeah, it is, but like that's a lot of them. Good. Yeah, I I think either way, having them be uh like not show up for a while just be like okay no they were all destroyed or they were so decimated that uh you know there's not enough left to pose a threat Cyber so that then later on you can bring them back in and it's then it's an event it's like oh crap the Cy- santarans are back or the cybermen showed up again it's you know it's a thing that you you know, you hype up and you build to instead of just like oh no they're back this week again and they're pissed. It's mm-hmm. just give it time to breathe so that when they do come back, you're like, 
oh, we haven't seen them since, oh, they're going to be pissed. Yeah. You know, it's like that one time when the four little Daleks popped out of that interdimensional space. <laughs> mm-hmm. where you, we all thought they were gone. And you're like, you can do that? There's four left? Okay. That's true. I, I guess when it comes down to it, if, if any, well, if either of those two uh, species were going to have a, a pocket somewhere where a, a small, you know, cadre of them were still stashed away, uh, it would probably be the Centaurans because of their particular strategic approaches whereas the cybermen you decimate 95 percent of them and they need to find bodies to harvest yeah. which good news. and the flux didn't leave any bodies it just poofed them yeah i also think it gives you a, a neat opportunity to explore what happens when either there are so few of them that their dynamic changes within their internal structure mm-hmm. or they become more or less stringent about who they are like they've had to take in others and then they shift or change which we kind of saw with the uh i I think it in the new york one where they were up in the oh the the daleks when they were up at the daleks in manhattan yeah daleks in manhattan so you saw them sort of try to do that a little bit but i feel like if you did that well that would be a very interesting way to Mm -hmm. shift and make them a little different Here's an idea. You take the uh, take the Santarans and say, no, that that was actually all of the Santarans. Like they put everything into this, completely wiped them out. And then years down the road, some exploration force finds a, a, a cloning facility that was shut down because they tried to make them like more fierce or something like that. And now you have even more formidable Santarans that they they boot the system on. And it's like, oh, here come the clones. But they're the elite force. And yes. Yeah. Or it was like the next or they're line. literally potatoes. Or <laughs> we finally get to see now the Centaurans have been obliterated as an adversary. We finally get the rise of the Rutans. Oh God, yes, right. We've never oh. gotten them before, but now these these celery creatures, right? <laughs> Angry Craig the celery come. Yeah, all right. I'm going. I got to go write this down. I'm I'm holding out for this. This would be great. <laughs> it would it would make sense though. With that power vacuum and the Centaurans gone, that we would finally see the Rutans. And that, and it could be whatever Russell wanted. Yeah. Any root vegetable he chooses, he can just run with I it. I want beets. You want to drop, you want to drop some beets? I like turnip head. <clears throat> well, uh, but, it's well, all the root vegetables. <laughs> the carrots are like the elite fighting force. The, oh, yeah. They're the, like the turnips are the, the grunts. And yeah, there's yep. a whole hierarchy there and That's class fantastic. system. I, I just it. see a, a beet would be like a little barbarian gnome that would just be with a little kind of- No, that's of, your radish. <laughs> your radish? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's spicy. It's so spicy. <laughs> yes, listener. We're starting to do D&D references again. We do it all the freaking time. Sorry. <laughs> Haley just shakes her head at us. All right. So last thing, and really there are actually a, a lot more things, but let's just digest everything that we have here. It's a large enough plate. Um, we know that we will see Jody regenerate out but um every word has it uh that we will not have the incoming actor to play 14 uh until november of 23 so they uh, i think the bbc doesn't really want to have a year gap where you introduce you know you get the hints of the eyes or whatever in, Mm -hmm. in the regenerative glow and then make them sit for 13 months before they get a chance to do something more 
I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, so maybe that makes some marketing sense. But what are the odds, as we started to allude to before, we we're talking about the master carrying over. But that I, I want to pick at that companion carryover thing for one more second because that is that is in all of these instances where you had a new showrunner come in and you did everything cold. Right. And you say, okay, when we when we brought in Chibnall, it was everything new, new doctor, new companions, and and have absolutely nothing. In this particular instance, the you I you're coming into it completely unknown. The 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 viewing public is not going to know what I, I don't know if they're gonna be able to do this. I don't know if they want to do this. It we're not gonna know who our next doctor is, potentially. But then not know the scenario they're dropped into, not know the companion or companions that they're going to be working with. Is there some credibility to having that one touchstone to say, to, to be the, the eyes to say, I've, I've seen this or I know what's going on here. I know who this, this strange alien is. So they are the, 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 the oracle of sorts to be able to see the doctor through and see everybody else through. So I, to answer that, I kind of have a question to clarify the first part of what you were saying. The, will 14 be in the 60th special? Like no. that will be 14th's first? I, I think, I th- yeah, I think that's going to be the first time we see the back half of the regeneration. The, from what I'm understanding, this is going to be treated a lot like the uh, uh Colin Baker and a Sylvester McCoy thing where you didn't actually yeah. so have the other side of the at, regeneration at the end screen. Of this BBC Centennial will have glowy lights. And then at the start of the 60th, we'll see what happens at the other side of the glowy lights. Believe so. Yeah. Okay. So I would see maybe carryover companions into that special. And then when the next series starts, new companions would be my guess. Hmm. The, so Mandip Gill has, has voiced her, uh, her desire to continue to play Yaz, but the way she phrased it is something akin to, I, I don't have the quote in front of me, but something akin to like, I absolutely want to continue playing her. If they'll have me, I want to continue. And that really makes me think that they wrapped it up yeah. with the, the doctor's regeneration. So she's not going to be there when the regeneration happens. So I don't see her. I, I don't see this new doctor going and, and hunting her down. It, uh, they could, Potentially, but that's not been something that has happened previously. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that we are going to get the companions moving forward, which could give us an interesting uh, intro into the 60th anniversary because it's now I, I understand that there's no way in, a, at all that we're not going to find out about the casting of the doctor. Right. But what if we got there and they'd managed to keep it under wraps and we're watching the first 15 minutes of this, a couple people have shown up on screen and we don't know who the doctor is. Like it might be somebody on the screen. We don't know. Hmm. There's this fuzziness as to whether or not the 60th is just going to be kind of a celebration thing. And it's, you know, maybe it might involve David Tennant to a certain degree. That's kind of the thought at the moment. Not that he's going to be the 14th doctor because that's, I, I it's just that's no. just not going to happen. That's folks. too weird. But, but the but the but will it be something where you got previous doctor or doctors and they're just going to have a little thing on their own? Yeah. Well, um, I was wondering if it would be another multi doctor special, which would be unusual coming on the heels of a regeneration, because that means you kind of can't use the most recent doctor in your multi doctor yeah, special I, without it mm-hmm. being odd. 
smarter minds than I have been <laughs> have been discussing this and and I try to follow but then but but again it's that it's that head versus heart thing where my heart just says just give me something that gets me emotional as hell so that I can just you know enjoy it through through weepy laughter and <laughs> and, and, and 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 I'll look for answers later but so the the whole episode is shot in first person perspective and you have all of the previous regenerations coming up and giving advice. And then it's almost treated like a clip show. It's like, Oh, I remember the time that this happened and you show a scene from that show. And then you like, you figure out that they're talking to the new regeneration. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end of it, like the door opens, you go to walk out and in comes Jody Whitaker, like be brilliant. And that's, and then the new doctor walks out of the door or whatever. Like mm. it could be fun. <laughs> Are you listening, marketing department? <laughs> right. We just solved all of your 2023 issues. And then we get the reveal at the very end of the special where the doctor turns in their new wardrobe and looks in a mirror and like straightens whatever accessory is going to be right. that doctor's a thing. A bolo tie. <laughs> there you go. I don't think that one's a good choice, but you know, I, I do think that they're while there's not the precedent for it, I think there would be a lot of fun with having the companions go along. But I also think it's when when Chibnall kind of came into it, it, it spoke a lot about his story as well. Like he wanted the encapsulated thing. Mm -hmm. So if he, if he's writing the end of it, he may make it so that they can't take his his companions. I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of how they're going to leave it. And I know the. The interview they had with the interview they had with Mandip, like it, the way she talked about it, seemed like that the possibility was there. Like they easily could write her back into it. So I don't, I don't think it's as close ended as you're you're hinting at. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe she's just really wishfully thinking. It's uh, there. There would be nothing wrong, I think, with having. While it may not necessarily be the the legitimate companion, they're still in the TARDIS, seeing post regeneration mm -hmm. kind of a thing. But but if it were more a matter of uh, similarly, I know this wasn't a uh, uh, a crew and showrunner changeover, but when you had the Clara crossover from eleven to twelve, you know the phone call, the the all those things that were just sort of the connective tissue just between regenerations, that could be valid on either side of a of a showrunner changeover if that's something that appeals to Russell as saying. You know what? The I understand that a lot of the heart of this show really comes from the connection to companions. So maybe I need to, I need to have a little bit of that uh, empathy uh, in in seeing what happens to someone who, like our audience, knows the Doctor and sees them on the other side of that transition. And I, I do think if it were to happen, now is the time because of the way that Yaz is falling for the doctor mm. to have that taken away at a time where we hope that there is a little bit more of that on screen mm -hmm. and then to have it legitimately dealt with between two different one different and the same person right right that would be really interesting storytelling because it's exploring relationships that can only be had by someone like the doctor who changes almost completely. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that they do. And because that also would allow for somebody like the doc, uh, the master to carry through, but you right. can't, I feel like it's kind of all or nothing. Like you can't really say, Oh, we're going to take the master, but we're not going to take the companions or vice versa. I feel like you can. Yeah. 
yeah, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be a clean slate, or it's uh, or it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of connections and threads. Yeah, and, and River coming back, and she's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> There's always room for River, <laughs> especially pissed off River. Oh yeah. So we're we're going to be taking off uh, one week for some some personal obligations, but in the next episode. We'll be getting to our, our classic rewatch with Terminus. Mm-hmm. Black Guardian speaking very firmly more to Turlo. And that's pretty much all you need. Just Turlo getting verbally beat down over I'm and game. over. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. You notice how this is a much different uh, companion bashing than it was with Adric. Adric was just like, oh, just punt that little guy for crying out loud. And, and Turlo was like, nah, get him. Get <laughs> I thought the Black Guardian was all done with uh, hassling Turlo, so that's interesting. He, The Black Guardian, he wants the doctor dead. Well, I figured that the Black Guardian would still be around, and I also figured that Turlo would... I, I didn't know, realize that Turlo was to join the TARDIS crew. Well, he so, stowed away. He he pulled an address. No, no, I know. I know <laughs> that now he he did. I mean, it happened at the end. Yeah. But I also didn't, I think I thought with the cracking of the, the little crystal, the little crystal that the Black Guardian would not be part of him. I thought it would be somehow else the Black Guardian would become apparent in the TARDIS. Now so. I'm going to speak to you through the heel of your shoe. How many different objects can the reflection of the Black Guardian go <laughs> this on? Refrigerator it's not just the this refrigerator magnet. This has been episode 458 of Gallifrey Public Radio. Until next week, this is Jay saying, Russell, just give me a call. I've got ideas. We'll we'll get through this. We can manage. <laughs> and this is Kira saying, wait a second. 13 months between the centennial and the 60th? Who designed this show? <laughs> this is Julie saying, I've got it. It's the Shalots. They're the new enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray! And this is Haley saying, I can't wait to find out what showrunner is going to come back for the single special in 2024. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next week. MLZ. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Gallifrey Public Radio. Want to keep the conversation going? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or just send us a good old-fashioned email to feedback at gallifreypublicradio.com. You can also give us a phone call at 754-225-5477. That's 754-CALL-GPR. And you may hear your voice on a future episode of the show. Everything's got to end sometime. Otherwise, nothing would ever get started. Join us next week for a brand new episode.